Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Glory must be to the Lord. Come on, give him a clap offering. He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your worship. He's worthy to be lifted high. The one who performs miracles time and time again. To him alone be all the glory. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. Good morning. Um, I bring a word by the spirit of the most high God. And I pray that the word will bear forth fruit in your lives. It will cause your lives to change. You will be met at the point of your need. You will hear him and not me in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we've been learning over the past few weeks. Well, about maybe two, three weeks now. We've been learning about the heart. Uh, We learned that the heart isn't the muscle in our body. That's crucial. We learned that the heart that we are focusing on is the heart which is our spiritual heart where all our thoughts are formed where um, that place that shapes who we become basically and pastor spoke about different kinds of hearts that the bible had mentioned an unclean heart a deceitful heart a hard heart there's also a heart that i would like to talk about today which is a fearful heart and I bear the scars of a fearful heart. So I will share my story and I will point you in the direction by the Spirit of God of how we deal with a fearful heart. What does the Bible tell us? In Isaiah 35, 4, in the King James Version, it says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, Your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense, and he will come and he will save you. When we hear of the other hearts, an unclean heart, a deceitful heart, a hard heart, it sounds like a heart that's doing something to somebody else, deceiving somebody, being wicked, unclean, so doing acts of all these things that God has said no to. So when we think of a fearful heart, we always think, you know, Um, That's just how I am. These are the things I said to myself. But a fearful heart is just as dangerous as a deceitful heart. It's just as dangerous as a hard heart. The most dangerous thing about a fearful heart is that it seeks to destroy you. More than it actually seeks to destroy others. It seeks to destroy you. It causes you to exhibit traits that you will otherwise not exhibit. A fearful heart carries the banner that says, God, I do not trust you. I do not think that you can help me. And it greatly affects our ability to move forward or to receive anything from God. Because the Bible tells us in Hebrews eleven sixteen, and I'm reading for the, from the easy version. It says, unless we trust God, it is impossible for us to make God happy. Anyone who comes to God must believe that God is there. They must also believe that God helps everyone who wants to know him. A fearful heart 
is a playground for the enemy. Once the door of fear is opened, I tell you, so many other things come in. Depression, insomnia, loss of appetite, in severe cases. And I was plagued by fear for many years. Now, when I inquired for my mom, like, why am I so afraid? She said, you've always kind of been a fearful child, you know, very just always afraid. That's what she, she said to me. But when I realized how, and the truth is, you know, the, the levels. So preaching today, I was afraid, you know, what am I going to say? You know, that, that comes and that goes. But the truth is there's a fear that cripples. Now, the one I want to describe, that might not be yours, but you might be dealing with some other kind of fear that actually cripples you. I'll tell you mine. So when, when I first gave my life to Christ, um, you know, my husband and I went for, we were in a church for a few months after we got married, before we came to Jesus' house. And there was a deliverance service that was happening. Um, Reverend Joe was actually invited to come and minister at that. It was a worker's deliverance service. And for the first time in my life, I saw the manifestation of evil spirits. And that became a massive nightmare that lasted years. First of all, of course, you know, somebody might say, yeah, you were spooked. That's why I was so spooky. But then I realized as the thing went on for years, how my life was being damaged. So first of all, that night, no sleep. I didn't sleep because I kept thinking, so do such things really exist? I mean, I was a young Christian. Do they really exist? How come? I know this person. They sing in the choir. What is that? Why? You know, all sorts of questions. And then I thought it was just going to affect me for that one night. Then it came the second night, the third night, weeks and weeks and weeks, and I was not getting any sleep. I got to work, and my colleagues were like, why are you losing weight? Do you want to tell us the secret? <laughs> I was losing weight because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was sad. I was there but not present. Everything was a blur. So I might be talking to you, but my mind is in a battle. My heart is in a battle. But I'm physically speaking to you. I'm standing there and I'm going to work and I'm doing everything that needs doing. But I am in a battle. My husband, God bless him. So that I could stay sane, he would say, let's get in the car. And he would drive around for hours just so that I could sleep. Because it always sounded like the minute I put my head on the bed, all these thoughts came rushing in. Now, how did I, what I also noticed was that it lasted months then, you know, it would kind of give me a bit of a respite. Then all of a sudden, something will happen. Maybe something as simple as an email, a deliverance email testimony, and then right back to that place. And it just went on and on and on. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? I spoke to a few people and they prayed for me spoke to the pastor of the church that we were going to pray for me. And as soon as, you know, they prayed, I felt a bit of a relief. But when I got back home, it was the same thing. Then I thought, you know what, this, I need to. One of the sisters in the church said to me that you need to read the scriptures on fear. I need to deal with it. So I thought to myself, okay, 
how should I do this? And I want to share with you how I got my freedom. First, I had to find the scriptures that spoke about fear. Then I had to start to meditate on the scriptures. And what I noticed was before when this attack came, because it was an attack, after a while it would come and it would go. When these attacks came, it would last sometimes for months. Then I noticed I started lasting weeks. Then it started lasting days. And then it started lasting one day. And then all of a sudden, I was feeling strong. And I remember one day I laid my head down to sleep. And I was actually falling asleep. And what I saw was I saw what looked like creatures coming up the stairs as soon as my head touched the pillow. It was almost as if they were coming to torment me. And I heard the Spirit of God say, deal with them. Say no thus far and no more. Now I woke up, of course there wasn't anything there, but it was a dream, which God was speaking to me in, saying, thus, tell them thus far and no more. And I started to think, if God is saying that to me, that means I have the power to deal with a fearful heart. Enough of me trying to make excuses of this is how I am. This is not how you are. Say that to yourself. So, this is what I did. First, and I want to share that with you because as I said, a fearful heart is not able to receive from God. Makes you live in a shadow of yourself. And it might not be my type of fear, but it might be another type of fear. I'm never going to get married. I'm not going to have children. I'm not going to make it. I, I just, I'm not good at this thing. And so you live in the shadow of yourself because you have sold yourself a lie. First, you need to accept that there is an issue. Stop denying it. Stop telling yourself that this is how you are. Stop allowing others to tell you that this is how you are. We make those statements. We say, but this is how for me is. No, if the Bible says that, you are not to be like that. That's not how you are. You've got to say no to that. Then you've got to share it with somebody. I felt, before I shared it, it was, took a while. I didn't even want to tell my husband, but I noticed that this girl is not okay. And he said to me, he said something to me, he said for me, we've only just gotten married. And this thing that you're going through can break this marriage because he's, he's now stressed out. He doesn't even understand what's going on. And I thought, okay, there will be a lot to lose if I don't do something. Tell somebody. They just might be able to help you. And as I said, find the scriptures on what God has promised you relevant to the cause of your fear. Pastor Bad said to us two weeks ago, he said that, God perfects all that concerns our heart. All we need to do is believe. Got to take the step. You've got to take the step. Read the scriptures in as many versions as you possibly can read them. Some people say, well, the King James Version is the version. Anything that helps you understand the word of God in the way you think is good enough as long as it is in the Bible. So don't, don't get stuck on it. It has to be this. You know, when you have mastered the meaning and you want to go to King James, then you can do that. But for now, you need to understand what the scripture is saying. And then when you read the scriptures, you need to ensure that you take every word 
and you don't assume that you know the meaning of the word. Every word. Google love. Google fear. Google cannot. Everything. Just break it down so that you have full understanding. Now, I, this was scripture that I learned. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And I used to say it all the time. And I thought, what does it even mean? You keep saying it. What does it mean? And obviously, God started to elaborate the scripture. But the one thing that God said to me is that if you want deliverance from the scripture, don't rush it. So first of all, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Stop there. God has not given us. It means that it is unlawful for you to have a fearful heart. He has not given us. He has not. So camp there for a while. He has not given us. Tell yourself this thing is unlawful. Even if you cost it, tell yourself it's still unlawful. The blood of Jesus makes atonement for you. If you cost it, ask God to forgive you. But stay on that word. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. He hasn't. So it should not even be there. It should not be there. Then he says, but of power and of love. So of power. Okay? Of power means I have the same power that Jesus has. The power of God is in me. I can speak to this situation and it can change you know, I'm strong, I'm strengthened. You know, think about what of power means. And of love. Oh, he loves me. He's fighting for me. He's by my side. The spirit of love lives in me. He loves me, I love him. Abba, Father. I can call him that. And then a sound mind. It means that this thing that I'm going through, where I'm honestly, my head was always doing something. I, 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 when, I, when I give God thanks, the biggest reason I thank him is that I am not in sin. Because what I was going through was enough to drive me in that direction. But to God be the glory. I'm standing here. Another thing is that worship is a great antidote. Even if you can't sing, play worship music. What that does is the more you hear, how great is this God? Awesome God, powerful God. Your mind starts to go in that direction. Oh, this God is powerful. He can help me. He can save me. He can, he can do this. And that helps you. Allows God to be magnified in your heart. And then another thing is be consistent in tackling the issue. Don't give up. Don't say, I tried it. They said we should pray this prayer. And I prayed it. Nothing is happening. I've given up. Don't give up on whatever it is. Be consistent. When I think about my situation, I think, you know, it wasn't pleasant then. Um, I was desperately driven to a place where I had to pray. I had to learn the scriptures. And, you know, as I prepared this message, I've, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me that, do you know why you went through that? He said, I was teaching your hands to war. So for me, I think that, you know, this was my situation. But that skill, I apply to every single thing in my life. Because I remember that, you know what? I just need to believe God. I just need to trust God. Even And you know, the truth is, fear may come. 
And it does come. But then it cannot linger because the truth is in you. Whatever it is that you're going through, maybe you're, you're sick in your body, your child is sick, your child's not doing well, whatever this issue is, remember that God is on your side and he will not leave you, neither will he forsake you. And also I realize that, you know, in, in the medical terms uh, or in the medical field, they would say things like somebody is predisposed to maybe high blood pressure or diabetes because it runs in the family line. I realized that because of how I am and my experiences, yes, you could say I was, I'm predisposed to being afraid or having a fearful heart. That doesn't mean that just because I'm predisposed to it doesn't mean that I'm, I should have it. But I think it's good to have the information that you know that this thing can happen to you and that allows you to stay on the straight and narrow. What is it that I must not do? The way we take it seriously when they say, oh, you're predisposed to hypertension, don't eat salt, don't do this, exercise, is the same way, whatever it is. Even if you've been doing it, you've been suffering this thing for years, your grandfather told you that that's how you are. Because God has not given it, that's not how it should be. And therefore, you do what is necessary to make sure that you align with the word of God. I want to share a few scriptures with you. Just to remind you of what God says to us. So, Joshua 1.9 says, Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I think that should make somebody happy. And Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Peace. That's what we need. When, when a fearful heart takes over, there's no peace. But it says the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Mark 5, 36. There's a bit in there that says, Do not be afraid. Only believe. Whatever that situation is, only believe. Luke one thirty seven says, for with God, I mean, we had the testimony, for with God, nothing, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing, nothing shall be impossible. And then in Isaiah 43, 1 to 2, it says, but now, thus says the Lord who created you, Jesus' house, and he who formed you, Jesus' house, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. My brothers and sisters, I bring you a word and I stand as a, as a person who testifies that the scriptures do work. That a fearful heart is not who you are or it's not yours to possess. I say to you that whatever God says about you, that is what is true. I say that we, we can reap the benefits of our salvation. It would be, you see, there's so much to our salvation that we don't even realize it. But sometimes we are actually picky about which ones we want. I think we should go all the way. Take everything. Take everything that the cross offers. Take it. Take it. Don't, don't, don't settle. Take everything. It is yours. It is yours. It is yours. So I bring you this word. A fearful heart 
is not acceptable. A fearful heart is as bad as all the other hearts that we've been learning. We cannot live with it because we cannot receive from God. You either believe or you don't believe. That's what I say to myself when issues come. I say for me, you either believe or you don't believe. If you believe, then just believe. Just believe. Somebody said to me, but when I try to believe, but then I say, well, ask God to help you and believe. But believe you must. Let's practice believing. Let's not linger on the thoughts that, that plague us, that cause us to go back to that place. Let's just, let's just ponder on the good things as the Bible says. Remember the testimony of today when you are back home and the enemy whispers to you, you're not going to have a child. Just remember that somebody has had a child and therefore yours will come in Jesus' name. And whatever it is, he's able to do it. Now I'm going to ask that we pray in a minute, but before I do that... I just wanted to invite anyone who has not yet given their lives to Christ. So you're sitting here and wondering, what are we going on about? Or maybe you come to church, but you haven't taken that bold step to give your life to Jesus. Or maybe you are born again, but you, you have sort of backslidden, you know, you've not taken it seriously. I want to give you the opportunity now, as God waits for you in excitement, um, for you to you know, surrender yourself to him. So if there's anyone here or maybe you're online, please, you know, you can put up your hand as a sign of surrender to him and just say, I surrender myself to you. Put up your hand and just release your heart. And I pray, Father Lord God Almighty, that as hands and hearts are lifted to you, that you would accept them into your kingdom and you can repeat after me, Father, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I give you control over my life. I give you all that I am for your glory, for your service. Forgive my sins, for I believe that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. I believe, and therefore today, I surrender myself to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And for us, I wanted us to pray about uh, a fearful heart. Um, you know, I shared my story. I'm sure many people have their stories. It could be as simple thing as you're at work and you're in a meeting and everybody has something to say and you're too afraid to say it. You might actually be the one with the solution. Do not be afraid of God is in you. So let's just pray. Father, Lord God Almighty, we come before you. First of all, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your word that says that we should not be afraid. Thank you, Almighty God, for every time that you have assured us in the scripture of who you are. Thank you for being kind. Now we bring our hearts to you. We know that we cannot make you happy if our hearts are always in a fearful place. So, Father, we ask that you would touch our hearts. Give us a revelation of who you really are. Let us see you as you are. Deliver us, O oh God, from ourselves. Deliver us, O oh God, from the things that plague us. Shut every door that we have opened, knowingly or unknowingly, to the spirit of fear that comes with all sorts. Father, let that door be shut in the name of Jesus. Guide us to that place. Father, Lord God Almighty, where we, we can see 
how we can be delivered in your word. Do a new thing, O oh God. Do a new thing in the hearts of your people. Do a new thing in all of our hearts, O oh God. Make us strong, make us courageous. Father, that we may live for you. Have mercy on us, O oh God, where we have made you too small in our eyes. I just want us to sing that song. I have made you too small in my eyes. And then let the Holy Spirit minister to you. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, oh Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, and I have believed in a lie that you were that you were unable to help me. But now, oh Lord, now, oh Lord I see I my wrong. 
I decree over your lives that your hearts are strong, that you will fulfill purpose in the name of Jesus. You will not be any less than God has created you to be. You will go forth and you will shine in the glory of God. You will not fear whatever may come your way because the Lord is on your side. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen.